Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker Podcast, podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle. Before we get rolling with today's episode, if you could, download, subscribe, and rate this podcast and share it with a friend, somebody that you know that likes the Jayhawks. I always like to say, tell five friends about it, but if you only have a couple friends that like the Jayhawks, that's understandable too. Just let them know. If you have 10 friends that love the Jayhawks, if you have a whole, uh, if you're a college student listening to this and you have a whole dorm full of friends that are listening that love the Jayhawks, yeah, tell all of them to listen to the Jayhawker Talker podcast and we'll keep this thing growing. Obviously, we're talking a lot of college basketball right now. It is officially March Madness. So let's get into it. This past week was quite eventful for the Kansas Jayhawks and their basketball program. I mean, it started going to Kansas City. They've got Big 12 Media Day on Wednesday before the tournament starts. And everything seems like it's going normal. KU does their shoot-around. Bill Self does everything with the media that he's supposed to. And then, uh, from media reports and everything like that, we saw that Bill Self had gone to the hospital on Wednesday night. And nobody was really sure what happened. Uh, it was still kind of rumors Pretty much all weekend long until Sunday night when we got uh, an update on Bill Self. Now, they were all weekend they were saying that he was okay. He was going to make it through. He was feeling better, all this stuff. But Wednesday night, he wasn't feeling good. He had some chest tightness, and he was admitted to the University of Kansas Health System. And here is a quote from a release that was sent out by the University of Kansas on Sunday afternoon. KU coach Bill Self was discharged from the University of Kansas Health System today in good condition. He arrived at the emergency department Wednesday evening, March 8th, complaining of chest tightness and balance concerns. Clinical service chief for cardiovascular medicine and interventional cardiologist Dr. Mark Wiley said coach Self underwent a standard heart catheterization and had two stents placed for the treatment of blocked arteries. Coach Self responded well to the procedure and is expected to make a full recovery. Thank goodness for that. So needless to say, Self did not coach this past weekend in Kansas City at the Big 12 tournament, so that was a little bit of a change for the Jayhawks. Uh, Norm Roberts once again filled in for Coach Self admirably. He... Uh, filled in for Coach Self the first four games of this season, actually, because Self was suspended. So he led the team to four wins to start the season. KU was 4-0 at the start before Self came back. And uh, Norm Roberts once again led them to a couple wins in the Big 12 tournament. We're going to talk about that in just a little bit. But uh, Self says that he will rejoin the team this week. Here is the end of the statement that was released by the University of Kansas. Self-confirmed in this statement, he plans to rejoin the team this week. Quote from Bill Self, I'm so thankful for the amazing staff at the University of Kansas Health System for the excellent care I received. I am proud of our team and coaching staff for how they handled the situation and I'm excited to be back with them as the best time of the season gets underway. So Bill Self is hinting strongly that he will be back with the team this week. 
wanting to coach. I assume that as long as the doctors say it's okay, he'll he'll be allowed to do so. Um, there will be more on this throughout the week, so that will be something to keep an eye on as uh, we get underway with March Madness. But before we get to talking about bracketology, where KU ended up in the tournament standings, if they get the one seed, I know all you probably know this by now, but we're going to dig into that in the second half of the podcast today. So what happened this past weekend in the Big 12 tournament? I actually got to go to the first game, uh, Iowa State and Kansas. That was on Thursday night. Missed the game on Friday night against West Virginia, and then I was back for the Big 12 championship game on Saturday night out there at T-Mobile Center in Kansas City. Had a great time. It was my first time covering the Big 12 tournament, uh, so that was a lot of fun to be out there and be able to get some videos. If you follow me on Twitter, at Talker, I was posting videos from the media room, from the locker room, not, not inside the locker room, but just outside of the locker room, uh, when the team was coming out of the tunnel, uh, got some shoot around video as well. So you can go check that all out. It's still there over there at Jayhawker Talker on Twitter. But let's talk about what Kansas did in the Big 12 tournament as they started against Iowa State. They won that game against Iowa State on Thursday night, 71 to 58. Jalen Wilson led the team in scoring with 25 points that night. Grady Dick added 15 points as well. Dewan Harris with 11 points against Iowa State. And something that went under the radar, I'm sure they were talking about this on the television broadcast, but I was at the game covering it. I was not watching the game on TV, but Dewan Harris did a fabulous job covering Iowa State's guard, Gabe Kalsher. He he really held them down, only allowed eight points. When in the previous game, Kalsher had 25 points. So just an incredible defensive job by Dewan Harris in this one, being able to hold Kalser to under 10 points and really just domination on the defensive end by Dewan Harris. Grady Dick once again proving his worth on both sides of the floor, getting the fast break points, getting some three-pointers, uh, playing good defense, getting rebounds. And then you had Jalen Wilson, who was doing what he's been doing all season long, and that's just being the team's leading scorer, having another double-double, and showing why he is the best player in the Big 12. And then again, Kansas looked really good against West Virginia on Friday night. That was a game that I actually watched at home. Uh, Was not able to get out there Friday night, but I was able to see the game on TV. Kansas really dominated that game against West Virginia. Wilson led the way again with 22 points. Dick had 18, and uh, Dewan Harris, again, had another fantastic game. One thing to keep an eye on, this is something that we were watching the whole Big 12 tournament. Kevin McCuller, it was announced that Kevin McCuller Jr. was having back spasms, and they weren't sure if he was going to play. He actually did play pretty good minutes against Iowa State and West Virginia, which was key in the West Virginia game especially. Uh, but he was having those back spasms. He wasn't able to play the full game like we'd normally see out of Kevin McCullough Jr. He didn't start any of the games at the Big 12 tournament. He did play uh, decent minutes in the Iowa State and West Virginia games. But 
He did not play at all in the Big 12 championship game against Texas. And it really showed how much the Kansas Jayhawks missed Kevin McCullough Jr. in that game against Texas. Uh, They played a decent first half against Texas. They were only down 39-33 at halftime again. If you want to go see some video of uh, the the pregame and of walking into the locker room at halftime, you can see that over there at my Twitter page, at Talker on Twitter. Uh, but they had a decent first half against Texas, uh, just down by six points, 39-33, withstood some Texas runs, were able to cut it to six points before halftime. But the loss really did show... Uh, how much KU missed Kevin McCullough Jr. Because he's so good on the defensive end of the floor. He's a Naismith Defensive Player of the Year Award winner last year and finalist this year. Uh, The way that he can get those rebounds, boxing out the the offensive players on the other team, on the opposing team, we just didn't see that against Texas. Texas was getting all of the second chances, even third and fourth chances on the offensive glass. That doesn't happen when Kevin McCullough Jr. is in the game. Also, the way that uh, Kansas had some defensive breakdowns, you just don't see that type of stuff when Kevin McCullough's out there. Uh, Texas getting some easy layups, some easy alley-oop dunks. And it was it was kind of sad to see. And Texas ended up winning the game by 20 points uh, and winning the Big 12 tournament. Uh, Kansas did not was not able to go back-to-back uh, Big 12 tournament winners. But... It really did show why Kevin McCullough Jr. is such a key piece of this team. Jalen Wilson, obviously a dominant player, had 25 points in that game against Texas. Grady Dick uh, really just didn't show up in that game against Texas. Uh, had had just a few points in that game. Dewan Harris had struggled with some turnovers a little bit in that game. Uh, Yesifu was probably the best player. He ended up starting for McCullough that game. He was probably the best player in that game outside of Jalen Wilson, but really the health of Kevin McCuller Jr. is going to be key for the Jayhawks heading into the NCAA tournament, heading into March Madness, and I think they're going to go as far as their depth can take them because they haven't had great depth this year. So if they can stay out of foul trouble, if they can stay healthy, I think KU can make another Final Four. If Kevin McCullough Jr. can't play a full game because he's having back spasms, if Grady Dick gets in foul trouble and isn't making his three-pointers, that's when KU could see an early exit in March. But we're going to talk about that coming up just after this next break. I want to talk about the March Madness bracket. What happened to KU And how they ended up a one seed, but not exactly where everybody thought. Let's talk about that coming up next. Welcome back into the Jayhawker Talker podcast. This is Mark Van Sickle. Appreciate you joining me as always. Now let's get into the March Madness breakdown. Kansas, of course, just lost to Texas in the Big 12 championship game in the Big 12 tournament. So it didn't turn out quite as well as we wanted to. But Houston also lost in their tournament championship game, and that that was just something that we thought if Kansas would win the Big 12 tournament, they would probably get the number one overall seed and get the number one seed in the Midwest. If, if Kansas lost in the Big 12 tournament, maybe if Houston won their conference tournament, that they would get the seeding over Kansas for the Midwest. Well, Kansas lost to Texas, 
and then Houston loses to Memphis, and somehow the committee still picks Houston over Kansas to be the number one seed in the Midwest. Kansas gets shipped out west and is the number one seed in the West region, but it doesn't make a lot of sense because Kansas had the number one strength of schedule, the number one overall strength of schedule in all of college basketball. Meanwhile, Houston's sitting in the mid-60s for strength of schedule. Kansas also had the most quad one wins of any team in the NCAA. They had 17 quad one wins this year. The second best team in quad one wins was Texas with 14 quad one wins. And speaking of Texas, they get the two seed in the Midwest. And this is something that I've been wanting to talk about. For this year, I think if Kansas would have got the two seed in the Midwest versus getting the one seed in the West, I think it would have actually been better for the Jayhawks to be a two seed in the Midwest. I think for Texas, it's better for them to get the two seed in the Midwest than to get the one seed out West, just like Kansas got. It's crazy to say, but the committee messed it up this year. That's basically it. Kansas out West is the one seed, and unfortunately, they don't get to play in the Midwest like they thought. Now, their first couple of rounds are going to be in Des Moines, Iowa. That's where the regional is going to be. That's where they're playing. They're playing their first couple of games in Des Moines, Iowa. Kansas, the number one seed. Howard, the number six team. That is who they are playing in the first round. That game, by the way. Thursday, 1 p.m., and I need to check to see when what channel that game is going to be on. I believe it's TBS or TNT. Uh, I'm going to double-check that. I'll get to that here coming up later in the podcast. Uh, I'll let you guys know for sure what channel that's going to be on because I know that's important to you guys to watch your Kansas Jayhawks. But you could also drive up to Des Moines and see them in the first round of the tournament on Thursday at 1 p.m. if you have some time off work. Uh, That would be a fun little road trip up to Des Moines, only about three hours away from Kansas City, from Lawrence, Kansas. So that is uh, the first round matchup for Kansas. But back to Texas and Houston in the Midwest for a minute here. It's, It's likely that Texas and Houston could get all the way to the Elite Eight. If that happens, they are going to be playing in Kansas City for the final spot in the final four. And that's where you wanted Kansas to be because Kansas, if they get out of the first two rounds in Des Moines, they're going to have to fly out to Las Vegas for their Sweet 16 matchups, for their Elite Eight matchups if they can get to the Elite Eight. But it would have been just so easy if Kansas would have been in the Midwest as the one seed to be able to play their Sweet 16 and Elite Eight matchups in Kansas City. Texas has a big-time advantage here. If they can get to the Sweet 16, they just played the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City. They know that building. They won the Big 12 tournament. They feel comfortable there. Texas is going to have a good time if they get to the Sweet 16 and get back in Kansas City. Their fans are going to want to come back and have another fun weekend in Kansas City as well. Iowa State is the sixth seed in the Midwest bracket. We don't want to go too deep into uh, all the Big 12 teams here, but... Iowa State is the sixth seed in the Midwest, and if they can get through the first couple of rounds, they would play most likely Texas in the first game in the Sweet 16. So 
You could potentially see an Iowa State-Texas matchup in the Sweet 16 in Kansas City to start the second weekend of the tournament, which would be pretty interesting, but it just makes me sad because we could have seen a Kansas matchup in the Sweet 16 in Kansas City. And Kansas State, by the way, who is a number three seed in the East region, they are not getting to play in Kansas City this year. Missouri, a seven seed out in the South region, not going to get to play in Kansas City this year. So they left all of the local teams in the Kansas City area out of the Midwest bracket away from Kansas City. That was just an interesting side note. But for Kansas, they have that first matchup on Thursday at 1 p.m. against Howard, 1 versus 16. And that should be an interesting matchup. Howard, obviously, uh, one of the last teams into the tournament. They had to win the MEAC title. They pulled off a huge, unlikely comeback, overcoming a four-point deficit in the final 20 seconds to go ahead against Norfolk State and ended up winning the game. It is the first time the Bison are back in the big dance since 1992. So they're going to be excited to play this game. Kansas is going to be the big favorite. They're favored by over 25 points as of the recording of this podcast. So KU heavily favored and should win that game. But then we can get into what the rest of this bracket's going to look like. You've got Arkansas as the eight seed and Illinois as the nine seed in the West bracket. So the winner of that game will play Kansas in the round of 32. And that's going to be an interesting game to watch. Arkansas and Illinois will be at 3.30 on TBS right after the KU game. So earlier, I was uh, trying to figure out which TV station KU is going to be playing on. It is TBS, 1 o'clock Thursday afternoon, TBS, Kansas and Howard. And then following the Kansas game in Des Moines, Iowa, it's going to be Arkansas, and Illinois, and the winner of Arkansas Illinois will be running up against Kansas in that game, and it's going to be interesting to see. I think that Kansas should win that game in advance to the Sweet Sixteen, and then if Kansas gets to the Sweet Sixteen, this is where we were talking about earlier. It would have been nice if they were in the Midwest bracket, Midwest region, because if they would have been in the Midwest region and advanced to the Sweet Sixteen, they would have been able to play in Kansas City. Now they advance to the Sweet Sixteen. They'll be playing in Las Vegas, Nevada. So it's going to be a farther trip for Kansas, farther trip for the fans, everything like that. I know Kansas fans travel very well. Kansas fans are going to show out in full force once they make it to the Sweet 16 in Vegas. And who doesn't love going on a trip to Vegas? But that's just a sidebar there. Um, We know that Kansas has the talent to reach the Sweet 16, get to the Elite Eight, potentially even get down to the Final Four. Once again, the Final Four is in Houston, Texas this year. But on the bottom side of the bracket, so if Kansas, let's say Kansas wins round one against Howard, they beat the winner of Arkansas, Illinois, get to the Sweet 16, that would place them in a potential matchup against, I would say Connecticut has the best chance there. Connecticut's the four seed. St. Mary's the five seed. VCU is the 12 seed, and Iona is the 13 seed in this part of the bracket. So in my bracket, I'm looking at a Kansas-Connecticut 
Sweet 16. And those are some classic teams right there. Kansas, obviously, a blue blood. Connecticut was a blue blood there for a little bit, winning several uh, national championships. So that would be a fun matchup in the Sweet 16. That would be a one seed versus four seed if it's Kansas versus Connecticut. But on the other side of the bracket, on the bottom half of the West bracket, you've got TCU, who's a six seed. You've got Gonzaga as a three seed. You've got UCLA as a two seed. All of those teams are are good teams. They're battle-tested teams. Gonzaga not battle-tested as much, obviously coming from a smaller conference. But they are a team that is experienced. They've battled in March before with a lot of their players. Of course, you got Drew Timmy, who seems like he's been around that Gonzaga program for a decade. I know he hasn't, but... Uh, Drew Timmy, one of the best players in college basketball. Uh, So if you get matched up with a UCLA or a Gonzaga team in the Elite Eight, if you're Kansas, that's tough because out there in Vegas, that's a lot closer for those fan bases for Gonzaga, for UCLA, less travel time, everything like that. Might be a little bit more comfortable out there in Las Vegas, especially for a team like UCLA, who was the runner-up in the Pac-12 tournament, and they played that tournament there in Las Vegas. So UCLA, if they can get that far, that's going to be a comfortable spot for them. Uh, and it's it's just going to be a tough road for Kansas out west. Uh, it's going to be tough for any team to make it to the Final Four, but especially for Kansas out there in the western uh, bracket. And TCU, they're one of those teams that it would be fun to see a TCU-Kansas Elite Eight matchup. It's probably not likely going to happen, but Kansas, of course, just uh, just beating TCU not that long ago. So that's, that's one of those matchups that it would be fun to see a Big 12 versus Big 12 Elite Eight matchup. Uh, but TCU is a tough, a tough program this year. They, they beat Kansas... In Allen Fieldhouse, they beat them pretty good. It was an off day for Kansas, but TCU is one of those teams that can make a little bit of a run. I think Gonzaga is probably the best team next to Kansas in this West bracket. Gonzaga has been playing really well lately. They won their conference tournament. They've been on a roll, and Gonzaga is the team that I'm probably most scared of in the Western bracket so if it's Kansas and Gonzaga, I am I'm going to be a nervous wreck during that Elite Eight matchup. If it's Kansas and Gonzaga, if it's Kansas versus anybody else, I like Kansas to advance to the Final Four once again. And if they did get to the Final Four, they would be playing the winner coming out of the Midwest bracket. So they'd be playing a Houston, a Texas, maybe a Xavier, maybe Indiana. Those are the top teams in the Midwest bracket. So Kansas still has a lot of games ahead of them. Of course, they're trying to get on another six-game winning streak to win the national championship, to win back-to-back national titles. No easy road in March, but Kansas has a road where I could see them getting back to the Final Four for a second straight year, and I would love to see them win back-to-back national championships. It's all going to be dependent on if they can stay healthy, if they can control Kevin McCullough Jr.'s back spasms, if they can stay out of foul trouble, that's going to be key. They don't have a super deep bench. They have been working it lately, which is good to have a little bit more depth going into March. But they're going to be riding those starters as far as they can take them. You want to see Grady Dick get hot in March. You want to see him take over a game. You want to see him hitting three or four three-pointers 
in these games, especially in the early rounds, so that he can get some confidence going in to maybe a Sweet 16 matchup against Connecticut, maybe an Elite 8 matchup against a Gonzaga or UCLA. So it's going to be a fun time. Thursday, 1 p.m., first tip-off for Kansas. They're going to be playing Howard in the round of 64. Very excited to see how that game goes. Of course, Kansas, the big favorite in this game. They should win it. They should win it by a lot, and it will be a fun game to watch. Again, first round for Kansas in the West bracket. Number one, Kansas against number 16, Howard. Thursday, 1 p.m., Central Time on TBS. And we're going to be back at it again next week. Another Jayhawker Talker podcast on a Monday because we're going to fill you in with what happened to the Jayhawks over the weekend in their game against Howard and hopefully their game against Arkansas or Illinois, the winner of that matchup. Hopefully we'll have a couple of wins to talk about on the podcast next week and look ahead to their next matchups Uh, into the Sweet 16. So that's going to wrap it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast. My name is Mark Van Sickle. This podcast is affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Check out all of our latest articles up there at heartlandcollegesports.com. And until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.